I'm Colin Perry, and this is Life, Death, and Tarot. Welcome to Life, Death, and Tarot. I'm Colin Perry, your host, and this is the 15th La Petite Mortisode. La Petite Mortisodes happen every other week, and they're, they do not involve a tarot reading, and they do involve thanatology in some way. Today, for the first time ever, I have a guest, and her name is Ashley Rouster-Rigby. She's going to introduce herself here in a second. Um, before we jump in, I have a couple little things to bring up. First of all, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to rate um, and review this podcast. And to those of you who have subscribed, it makes a big, big, huge difference. um, And I really appreciate it. So I have a review this week. Um, I realized I didn't share one on the last couple episodes. So I'm going to share a new one. This is from Nick Silver Fangirl. This is what they say. After listening to Cole on Ologies and checking out her fabulous Instagram, I knew I'd have to subscribe. Long story short, I experienced a great loss and thought Cole would have some insight to cheer me up. So basically, I came for the Mortisodes and stayed for the tarot readings. If you love dark humor, insightful commentary, and snippets of religious studies, you found your tribe. Thank you so much for that review. That is awesome. It just brightens my day every time I check and I see that somebody else has left me some words. After you guys listen today, you may want to jump over and join us in the Facebook group. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash life death tarot. Um, it has been way more active recently, which is really cool. People post all kinds of questions. People are getting to know each other. And please know anyone and everyone is more than welcome. Okay, so with that, let's jump into the meat of today's episode. Today's episode is focused on being overwhelmed. I know that this is something that a lot of you guys listening are currently going through, have recently gone through, or know that you're about to go through. A lot of a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are navigating some sort of change. You are about to go back to school. You're about to quit your job. You're about to move across the country, change careers, get married, start a family. I mean... That is something that I consistently hear from people who are listening and people who show up in the Facebook group is there's some sort of big change happening. Well, it's happening to me too. And this is what prompted um, me to bring Ashley on. And she graciously agreed. So with that said, Ashley's sitting right across from me. Um, as you guys know, Victor produces this podcast and she's the, this is the first time I've had a guest on like in real life. And um, so I'm holding a microphone in my hand. We're sitting at a small white table. She's sitting across from me, <laughs> like <laughs> watching me say a podcast in front of her face, basically. And she's holding a very tiny microphone that Victor has provided. I did not even know we had this tiny microphone. 
and she's holding it in this very small clip. So I'm holding a regular size microphone and she's holding a tiny microphone in front of her face. Um, so just there's that visual for you guys. Um, that said, hi, Ashley. Hi, Cole. <laughs> um, Ashley, would you tell us who you are? Sure. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here and to be on this podcast that I'm such a fan of. And my name's Ashley Rouster Rigby, and I inspire thoughtful action to build a more just future. And I do that through education and training and programming on issues that include crisis intervention, response and prevention, issues of diversity, inclusion, and intersectionality, and empowering and inspiring women to navigate the workplace to create their space in it. And I do that through working primarily with three different audiences and communities, which include professional women, small institutions of higher education, including liberal arts colleges, community colleges, trade schools, as well as faith-based communities. And I am launching a consulting business, which I am really excited about. It's just bringing my life's work and passion to the center and sharing my experiences, expertise, and knowledge with communities and people that I really believe in. So you can find out more information about me, follow me on Instagram, Instagram at the Divine Ash, or learn more, sign up for my emails by going to Cole's website. Yes, wonderful. Um, so what I'll do, so as you guys know, every single episode, if you go to AmericanThanatologist.com and click on the episode, there's like a bunch of notes that I always include. So for this episode, um, La Petite Mortisode number 15, you'll go there and you will, I'll have links there to Ashley's Instagram account. And there's also going to be a sign up form. So you can put your email in and get on her newsletter list um, so that you'll be notified uh, when everything sort of launches. Um, so Ashley, everything you just said, that's like, whoa. And so I want to just pick from that why you have been helpful for me. So Ashley works with three distinct groups. She works with professional women. She works with smaller institutions, which she outlined, and also faith-based communities. Now, the, me, I am a professional woman, and Ashley has an expertise in, in helping women navigate their careers. Um, a lot of times women encounter pushback from all kinds of places, difficulty. How do I you know, ask for a raise? You know, things that we're really uncomfortable with. This is where Ashley has been working with me over the last few months. Um, I shared with you guys, I have been working really hard to take my message and my work in thanatology and reach a broader audience. That has really been challenging and it's been very difficult for me for no other reason. Sometimes I feel like I'm just making it difficult on myself. I know that a lot of you guys listening will understand that. Um, but I just signed with a literary agent I am writing a book, like I'm actually writing a book. And um, actually, was it like a week ago? Now I or, think so. Yeah, like a week ago. I just got so overwhelmed. And I'm really glad that Ashley's in my life because she helps me get through it. Um, so Ashley, would you, you know, what did you, when, when you came over to my house and I was in the state, what did you discover? <laughs> sure. Well, the first thing I think that's important to know is that um, Cole was wearing a wig. Mm-hmm when I arrived. Yep. And that was clearly because it was easier to be somebody else or feel like there were barriers between who you are and who the world expects you to be, mm -hmm. right? And you were just in crisis. 
And my background has been that I've spent my my life's work working in areas of crisis and trauma. And so right away, I was able to identify that you were not over only feeling overwhelmed, but also having a difficult time identifying where those feelings were actually coming from. And without being able to identify why they're happening and where they're happening from, it's hard to address them and overcome them. Yes. So uh, I have this wig. Um, when I wear the wig, I call myself Becky because sometimes it seems a lot easier to be Becky than to be Cole. And um, I have done this like forever since I was a kid. And it's just like easier to become somebody else to make dealing with something easier. And so Ashley came over <laughs> and Becky was, was there, <laughs> not Cole. And um, I know that I'm not the only one that does something like this. Like there are people that I know who, when they get so overwhelmed with something in their lives, they go and do things that they wouldn't normally do. And that is a coping mechanism. Is that right, Ashley? Absolutely. And let me just be clear. Becky's okay. Mm -hmm. Becky's really healthy. And I think that's one of the first things that I said to you was the first thing that we need to let go of so we can move forward is any sort of shame or embarrassment or feeling like what you are doing right now, feeling like being Becky, that there's something wrong with that because there mm -hmm. absolutely is not. Having coping mechanisms is actually a really healthy way to deal with feelings of being overwhelmed. So you were actually already on the right path. And I think being able to come in, see that, validate it, normalize it, and say that back to you was a really helpful first step. Yes. So for someone who's listening who might have someone in their life that's overwhelmed, or maybe they're overwhelmed, um, is a good first step is to sort of, if you're a friend supporting someone who's overwhelmed, the number one thing that's helpful is to do what? Is to validate it right? To say, absolutely, you're overwhelmed. I think I remember Cole sitting across from you and saying, of course, you're overwhelmed. It would actually be really weird and really abnormal if you weren't feeling overwhelmed. These are some major things going on in your life. This is something that's really exciting, but also really scary. And so feeling overwhelmed is a really normal, natural healthy human response to everything that's going on. So if you do one thing for your friend who's overwhelmed, the best thing you can do is to say it's normal, not that it's going to go away, not that they shouldn't be overwhelmed, right? Because all that does is invalidate the feelings that they're having, push them further into feelings of potentially, you know, feeling guilty or ashamed of how they're responding. But to say, Absolutely. Of course you're overwhelmed. It's normal to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And when I remember when you said those words to me, it felt so good because it felt like, okay, because what I had been doing was I'd gotten myself into a position where I was like saying things to myself like, um, you, you, do you really think you can do this? You can't do this. Why is this happening to you? Um, you know, you, you don't have, like, can you even write? And the reality is, is like, yes, I can write. I have been writing for years. I have basically a degree in it. Um, I am qualified to do that. And so what was, I was so overwhelmed, which the impetus, I guess, was, was the fact that the book thing is like really going to happen. But my thoughts, I couldn't make full sense of what was really upsetting me because I know that I can write. I've written before. I've had, I have published work, but it was like this, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this kind of a thing. 
makes me really sad even saying this right now, but I know that I am not the only person that has this weight. And you picked up on that, right? You helped me identify that, because I even said to you at one point, because it's hard to say that, but I said to you sitting outside across from you that I don't think that I'm, that I deserve this. Absolutely. And I think there's two things in that, right? The first piece being that we recognize that being overwhelmed was actually a part of the process, not Mm -hmm. outside of it. Right. And placing that overwhelming period as a part of the journey, a part of the process, a part of you going through this actually really positive experience helped to say, okay, this isn't where I'm going to live forever. This is a part of experiencing and understanding and making sense of this big thing that has entered my life. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it allows you to move through it. But the other piece of that is that part of this is because we as women are constantly told that we are not worthy of success in public ways, that the things that we actually work really hard for and then receive based on that hard work were a fluke, Mm -hmm. right? Were somebody giving us access to something we shouldn't have access to. It really goes back to this idea of we are not worthy of the space we take up, Mm -hmm. right? Physically, emotionally, intellectually, you know, professionally. And so part of it was saying, absolutely, you are worthy of this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I heard a lot from you was this just has all happened so quick. Mm -hmm. And you were feeling overwhelmed because you were feeling like this had happened before you were ready, before you were prepared. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep reminding you you know, this may feel like some of this process has moved quick, but you have actually done years of work that have allowed you to be successful in this way and worthy of gaining access to this amazing opportunity that you are going to flourish in. But as women, I think our hard work that we do throughout our lives uh, when we reach successful points is often overlooked, dismissed, covered up, And so when we occupy these spaces of great opportunity, we feel amazingly unworthy. And that's when shame and embarrassment starts to creep in. And that's where overwhelming feelings start to emerge. Mm -hmm. And there was um, an interaction that I had had a few days before this that had, I think, sort of set off me becoming so overwhelmed. Um, I had shared with a colleague, someone who was important to me, about, oh, my gosh, I did it. I got this literary agent. I'm so excited. I'm writing a book. Like I have deadlines and there was no congratulations. There was no acknowledgement of it. It was immediate moving on to something else having to do with the person I was talking to. And I was like, what is, that was not what I expected. I expected, you know, congrats. That's awesome. That's exciting. And that really got to me because I started thinking like, okay, what is wrong with me? Like, did I, am I too selfish? Like, was I just calling to talk about myself? Like, you know what I mean? I was running through all of that, but it really made me start to question that planted the seed of, um, do I deserve this? Like, is this really going to happen? Like, am I going to fuck this up? Like what? And, um, with people getting overwhelmed like this and really, I really wasn't overwhelmed so much by writing. What was I overwhelmed by? How would you phrase that 
Yeah, I think it's a really gendered thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because your response to that colleague not being ready to celebrate you, which I think our lack of celebration of each other is across the board, Mm -hmm. right? I think it is absolutely extremely prevalent in American culture in particular, a lack of celebration because we see it as for you to succeed, I must have lacked something, I must have failed in some way, or you are taking an opportunity which leaves one less for me. Mm -hmm. But your response to that was really gendered, right? And you immediately went to, I must have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. I must have said something that upset this person. I must have done something in a way that means... I am not deserving of this. Mm -hmm. And so feeling overwhelmed was less about the actual things you needed to do, not about can I write this, can I get the work done, am I hard enough worker, but the feelings of overwhelming, you know, sense were coming from am I actually worthy and allowed and capable of doing this, yeah, Mm -hmm. in a way that other people will understand, recognize, and celebrate. And that is a very gendered thing that we as women experience mm-hmm. at much higher rates and much higher volumes. Not that men don't experience it and people of all genders, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't a gender binary. There are all kinds of um, people of all different genders who experience this and some people at even greater rates than we do as women, right? Mm-hmm. This right to exist, mm-hmm. this right to exist in the ways that are our absolute best selves that celebrate our strengths, celebrate our talents. And so your response to that colleague escalated that feeling of being overwhelmed because it reinforced these really internalized ideas you had about if you should even be allowed to do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And when you were then with me, when I was like freaked out and you were talking to me, I want to share what you said that ultimately jolted me into um, rational thinking about the situation because I was in a state of just like... <laughs> Becky. (laughs) Becky. I was in the state of Becky, so I was not thinking clearly. Um, You said something that jolted my brain into like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck? And what you said to me was, you said, Cole, also, you do not have to do this. If you decide you don't want to write this book, you can walk away. And I was like, well, I don't want to fucking do that. Like, no, I want to do this. But you saying that took my brain out of that panic Mm -hmm. spiral that am I good enough spiral and put me into okay yeah I want to write a book like I want to do this I've been trying to do this for years um why why did that work that way why did that happen well it may have seemed like I was giving you an out Mm -hmm. right to say hey if you don't want to do this or if you want to quit it's okay but what I was actually doing was returning a sense of power and control Mm -hmm. to you right Mm -hmm. because when we're feeling overwhelmed deep inside, what we're feeling is out of control. Mm -hmm. This is no longer in my control. My success is not in my control. I didn't control my access to this opportunity, right? Those messages were being reinforced by other people in your life. And so by me presenting that, it wasn't presenting you quitting. Mm -hmm. It was presenting an option. Mm -hmm. And it was allowing you to make the choice of saying, no, I do want to do this. This is my choice. I actually do have control over this. I am powerful. Mm -hmm. I have connected to my own power in saying, yes, this is what I want to do. And so it shifted you from the sense of being overwhelmed and out of control and balanced you back into, 
This mm-hmm. is my purpose. This is what I've been working towards. I am allowed to do this and I am going to. Mm-hmm. So effective job fair. Ashley, good job. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, was, it worked. She um, took the wig off. I, I did. Um, so um, for individuals who are listening and you have someone in your life who's overwhelmed or you're overwhelmed, um, this, what is the tip out of this? Like, what is the tool here? That if you're talking to someone who's overwhelmed, is it helpful to, for you to identify what their options are on the table? I think what's great, right, is, again, first to just validate say, of course, you know, not to say it's going to go away. This is you being irrational. It's not that big a deal. You shouldn't feel overwhelmed. Number one thing you can do is just sit with somebody and say, I see you. I hear you. Of course, it's overwhelming. That's really normal. This is a big thing, whatever it is. And then to say, you do have options and let's explore them. And sometimes you may know those options. In this case, it was easy and clear. You can write a book. You cannot write a book. It's a Mm -hmm. choice, Mm -hmm. giving the option to make that choice. I didn't steer you in either direction. I didn't Mm -hmm. say this is what I think you should do. I just presented those options, which allowed you to be in control. Mm -hmm. So if you have that ability, that's something you can do. If you aren't sure what the options are, that's okay too. Just simply saying to somebody who's overwhelmed in that moment to say, hey, I know it feels like you only have one route right now, but I think there's probably some other options available too. Let's Mm -hmm. talk it through and help identify what those are so you can make a choice about what's right for you going forward. And again, that gives back ability for that person to take control and Mm -hmm. feel, you know, settled in their power. Yes. Yeah. That was really like very, it had a very grounding effect Mm -hmm. on me when you presented that as an option that I did not want, but I didn't realize that that was basically where I was taking myself, Mm -hmm. you know, if this panic had just continued to spiral. Um, Bouncing back to the uh, the women's the, the the female side of things, like it's pretty common for women to experience this, and um, success or something that you identify as, oh, I have achieved, I've achieved something, I'm successful with this. Because for me, getting closer to having a book published, mm-hmm. the book thing is a measure of success for me. That's important to me. It matters to me. I've worked really hard at this. I've been working on this book for years. I'm going back right now and pulling um, notes that I've handwritten in journals that I have filed by like dates. I have entries from 2013 for this book. And so I did not realize how long I've been working on this. Anyway, I think... I was feeling guilty as well for being overwhelmed over good news, essentially. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, this is good. Why am I panicking about this? Like, get over yourself, you know? Um, But I think for, is this true for women? Is it normal to get freaked out when you achieve something? Absolutely. I think it's normal for everybody on Mm -hmm. some level, right? I think that in particular as women, we're definitely socialized Mm -hmm. to take up less space, Mm -hmm. to shrink back, to prop up other people around us before we prop up ourselves. And so stepping into a really public success realm, which I think publishing a book definitely qualifies, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very public thing. It is something that you as an individual are doing. You're not doing it through a company. You're not Mm -hmm. doing it through a collective. It's you stepping Mm -hmm. out there and doing it. Um, There's unfortunately 
not as many examples given to us growing up as girls and Mm -hmm. growing into women that show us role models who are doing that and really being celebrated right? Some of the the people that we do see, some of the women we do see who reach really public levels of success are often really targeted and torn down and criticized no matter what they do for having achieved that level of success. And it's um, people often trying to you know, show that that woman didn't do it on her own or that it was the result of something that she did incorrectly or shouldn't have done or connections that she had Mm -hmm. that aren't related to her incredible talent and ability and resiliency and courage. So I absolutely think that that response comes from a really gendered place. And it's hard to, even when we recognize that, it doesn't mean it goes away. Right. That's the other thing I want to be really clear about, right? Recognizing this doesn't mean, oh my gosh, in a snap of my fingers, all of the, <laughs> that mm-hmm. socialization just disappears and I'm able to move forward as if this doesn't impact me. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to continue to impact you. It's going to continue to come in waves and highs and lows. It's definitely a journey and something that is going to continue to pop up. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling over- overwhelmed, whether it be over something that is a success or something that is a setback, it is okay. It doesn't matter what caused the overwhelmed. It's okay to be overwhelmed. And if you're overwhelmed or someone in your life is overwhelmed, the f- most important thing is to validate that and just feel like, yeah, yeah, you are overwhelmed. You don't have to try to fix it. It's not about fixing it, right? Absolutely. It's about just letting it be and Mm -hmm. giving, I guess, space for that. Um, I had an evening. I needed to be Becky. (laughs) I just... Sometimes we all need to be Becky. And I think that, again, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay to look at it, acknowledge it, normalize it, and know that that is not the place that you're going to sit forever. Mm -hmm. It allows you to have choice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, I can say I was really grateful that you were there for me that evening. I'm so lucky I had you to be able to ground me like that and to be like, hey, you've been out. You don't have to do this. You know what I mean? And... um, it excites me because in the future I may have the privilege of being around someone who's overwhelmed and now I know what to do and I know what not to do. I'm not going to go there and try to fix it, but I can acknowledge how they're feeling. And then I can, if options make sense that I can identify, I can be like, well, this, these are the options on your table and you can choose any of them. Give them the power right back. That is the key. Absolutely. And so I'll definitely be coming to you the next time I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay. You can borrow my wig anytime. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So, okay. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. You're the first guest on the, uh, on the Mortisodes on Life, Death, and Tarot. And um, if this resonated with you guys, I hope that you'll post about it in the Facebook group. Um, We might be able to get Ashley in there too if you have any questions for her absolutely i think her line of work um and what she specializes in is amazing um and the work that you're doing in that space serving those populations um what is your mission again because i think it's beautiful and i've never heard a mission like this before I inspire thoughtful action to build a more just future, and I am really grateful to be a part of this community today, and I look forward to all the community that we are going to grow through all the work that we're doing, and that means everybody out there listening as well.
So guys, that is our episode for today. Um, as a reminder, you can sign up for Ashley's email list if you go to americanthanatologist.com and you want to click on the La Petite Mortisode number 15, Overwhelmed, and you'll get to the episode notes where you can sign up. You can also find Ashley there. There's a link to the Facebook group um, there as well. Um, I have a special for you guys. So we're getting ready to revamp some of the merchandise that I have available. Um, you guys know that I have the, I don't have time for bullshit, ballpoint pens that have been a hit for years. We're going to be updating um, packaging soon. So I would like to get out this inventory so that we can then get the new stuff in. There's also a few pairs of Life Death Tarot earrings I want to get those out. So right now, there is free shipping on absolutely everything, even including the tarot by mail, which is $10. You get three tarot cards in the mail and instructions for how to figure out what they mean. That free shipping code is tarot, T-A-R-O-T. That's active right now. I'm going to run it until everything gets sold. So... With that said, thank you guys so much for rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Thank you guys for being active in the Facebook group. And thank you so much for telling me congratulations when I told you about my literary agent. It was a big deal to me, and it meant a lot to have you guys be cheering me on. Um, the process of doing a thing that you want to do sometimes is a lot harder than you anticipate that it will be, and is harder in ways that you didn't see coming. So with that said, I'll see you next week. Bye.